On today's Fantasy Baseball in 15, we'll discuss the Rays prospect shuffle and a Tigers starter who could be on the rise. Like death and taxes, Dodger's been a Dodger. <laughs> I have That's not had uh, three co-crews yet. It works great in a fantasy league. I'm just glad I am not at the dentist. Fantasy Baseball in 15 on The Athletic. Welcome to Fantasy Baseball in 15, presented by Tops. Check out Tops Project 70, celebrating 70 years of Tops baseball cards. Michael Beller and Al Melchior here with you. Al, I'm going to run through the news and notes here, and then I'm going to start talking to you a little bit as we kick off this episode on Thursday, July 22nd. Nick Castellanos had a CAT scan. Bad news, a microfracture in his right wrist. He will be out uh, for a few more days, and you know, we'll see where the Reds go from there. Mookie Betts and Chris Bryant still dealing with their respective seemingly minor injuries, a hip for Betts and a hamstring for Bryant. Alex Kirilov going to the IL. He will have season-ending wrist surgery. Really, this wasn't the same hitter trying to play through that wrist injury, and the Twins have nothing to play for, so understandable decision from him and the team. Luis Patino will get a start for the Rays on Cleveland, and Kevin Cash says this time around, Patino will have an opportunity to stick in the rotation. Where are you adding him, Al? I'm looking in my 12-teamers because that upside is pretty tantalizing. Uh, now, I mean, there is the risk that Maybe uh, the Rays kind of mess around with his role. Um, I mean, this is just an opportunity for Patino to uh, claim a starting role. But, you know, maybe a lot rests on the start on Thursday uh, in Cleveland. So, um, you know, the fact, though, that they're now looking to get, at least give him a chance uh, to be in the rotation regularly, if he can take advantage of that, he's somebody that I would start in 12-team leagues. Yeah, definitely a ton of upside there. Not the only raise news coming from Wednesday, but Al Bruhan sent back to Triple A Durham and JP Fireisen going to the IL with a shoulder injury. So some shuffling happening with the Rays. Josiah Gray will start on Sunday against the Rockies. A very nice spot for Josiah Gray to get back on the mound. Your mean Mercedes shocked the world, shocked the baseball world by announcing his retirement from the game on Instagram back in April. This was a guy who was setting the league on fire, and here he is retiring just a few months later. So all the best to your mean Mercedes. Billy McKinney on the move once again, doing his best Edwin Jackson impression, traded by the Mets to the Dodgers for double-A outfielder. Carlos Rincon, Detroit, they released Nomar Mazzara. Maybe he catches on with a contender as a bat off the bench somewhere else. And Chris Sale may make a rehab start for AAA Worcester on Sunday. I hope I'm saying that right, Al, but that's whatever I said. You all know what I'm saying, and that's what we're going to roll with here. AAA, you know, for the Red Sox on Sunday. Let's get to the Wednesday standouts. Al, Chris Paddock having a nice little start here. Five innings of shutout ball, three hits, no walks, just 1K. But given Paddock's up and downs this season, we will happily take it. Over his last five trips to the mound, which includes four starts, uh, he'd allow 21 earned runs in 18 and a third innings. I mean, do you do anything about this, Al? Well, I actually recently wrote a piece for The Athletic uh, in which Paddock was included. And I came to the conclusion that even though Paddock is in a pretty, well, at least entering the start, was in a pretty bad run and the overall stats are pretty ugly, that it's really premature to drop him. So the start against Atlanta is mildly reassuring. I, you know, the only thing that really makes it less than fully reassuring is that one strikeout. But the strikeouts have been there pretty much all season long for Chris Paddock. So... Uh, I think the worst thing really you do is bench him going forward. Uh, but I think he's probably going to be fine down the stretch. 
All right, Marcus Stroman had an excellent outing against the Reds on Wednesday. Eight innings, just one run or one hit, excuse me, no runs, one walk, and seven Ks. He's sitting on a 2.78 ERA. The ERA estimators don't like him quite as much. A 3.64 xFIP, a 4.04 Sierra. I still trust the numbers because of uh, how deep we are into the season. Where are you on Stroman at this point? I mean, I don't trust the ERA, but it's a case where the ERA is so low that that's not terribly meaningful. Yeah, the right. uh, ERA estimators, as you alluded to, XFIP and Sierra in particular, see him more as an upper threes, lower fours ERA kind of pitcher. And so I, I see maybe a, a, a bit of a rough analogy with last season's Dallas Keuchel. Now, Keuchel, not the strikeout pitcher mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. Stroman is. And Stroman's not not a strikeout pitcher, but he's you know he's decent in that category. Uh, Keuchel maybe a little less than average, uh, but still, I think that both pitchers relying a lot on the ground ball and, and that uh, propelling them into uh, high innings totals, uh, you know, in, in individual cases, good ERAs. Uh, but I think maybe, and also in both cases, maybe just a little overinflation in terms of how we in the fantasy community uh, have valued them. So... It's just a very long way of going around and saying that uh, I think Stroman is fine in fantasy, but I also think that maybe uh, as your league trade deadlines approach, that that maybe there is a sell high opportunity here with Marcus Stroman. Uh, let's let's move over to uh, the the Royals and the Brewers, uh, two of our favorite streamers, guys. We talk about every time they take the mound. It seems Eric Lauer and Brad Keller. They faced off with one another. A great start out of Lauer, a good enough start out of Keller. I guess I say great start for Lauer because it was six Ks in five innings. He did give up two runs, but not just three hits, no walks. Brad Keller, meanwhile, went deeper, six and two thirds, six hits, three runs, two walks, and six Ks himself. Uh, these guys live on the stream radar. Can you see either of them graduating from that? stance out and being guys you stick on a roster well i think lauer has been on that radar more so far this season but i actually if you look back at the the longer term track record i actually think keller's got the better chance of graduating but he's really only started to pitch well enough to stream pretty recently um so you know for keller uh, the last three starts, 20 and two-thirds innings, uh, 22 strikeouts, which is you know pretty nice ratio for him. Uh, just one home run a lot. That's how, how Brad Keller succeeds, is uh, limiting the long ball, limiting the extra base hits just in general. And he seems to be doing that again. So I, I'm not expecting that, you know, with the, the limited portion of the season we have left, that he's necessarily in 2021 going to be somebody who's going to be week in, week out in your rotation. But I think uh, he can certainly get to a place where at least he's a safer streamer and, uh, you know, that uh, gives us something to look forward to in, in 2022. Hey, maybe Matt Manning gets to that safer streamer sort of role here in the fantasy world the rest of the season. He uh, took them out against the Rangers on Wednesday, gave you six innings of uh, two-run ball, just one of those runs being earned, four hits, two walks, and four Ks. Uh, Matt Manning, where are we standing on him going into his next couple of starts? I think watch list for right now, uh, I suppose if he's there in your AL only, that now is definitely the time to go get him. But two pretty encouraging starts in a row where he's getting the the swing and miss. So uh, 11 uh, whiffs in this outing on just 77 pitches. So that's a really nice ratio. And that's coming off of the start against the Twins where he uh, got seven whiffs on 69 pitches. So, you know, it's not uh, numbers that blow you away, but it's a huge upgrade from what we had seen from Manning previously. So... Uh, I think for now, if you're eyeing him for, say, your 14-50 team leagues, let's see how he does the next time out and uh, maybe the third time's the charm. 
Austin Gomber, done in a little bit by the long ball on Wednesday. He gave up just three hits in his six innings against the Mariners, but all three of those hits were home runs. They limited the damage elsewhere, though, just three runs, so three solo homers, only one walk, three Ks. Austin Gomber, this is the pitcher who we've come to expect him to be this season, Al. Yeah, well, and frankly, maybe even a little better than this. Uh, now, this was a start at Coors Field, and of course, we had the, the weird, wacky reverse splits for, I think, just about everybody in the Rockies rotation. So this is more like a normal course field start for Austin Gomber. And if you view it in that light, then yeah, I think you do have to be impressed. One just slight concern with Gomber coming off the IL that just five swings and misses uh, on a total of 71 pitches. But I think we can cut him some slack with that first start back and uh, maybe just keep an eye on that in the next start or the start after that. Yeah, I think we can definitely cut him some slack with it being his first time back on the mound. Darren McCann making his MLB debut on the other side of this game did so pretty darn well, Al. Five innings, gave up just one run, three walks, no Ks, one whiff on the entire night. He had a 3.97 ERA at AAA Tacoma before getting the call. To me, this is a nice job, kid, but probably not too much of an interest in the fantasy world. No, nah, probably not. Again, AL only maybe some intrigue there. And, you know, we'll, we'll put the disclaimer here. I mean, this is a Coors Field. And so certainly, yeah, you'd like to see more than one swing and miss out of 61 pitches. You'd like to see maybe a couple of strikeouts in the debut. But uh, maybe this is something that at least earns McCann uh, a place in the rotation because he entered this game as a follower. Mariners are a little shorthanded in the rotation. So maybe this this earns him a spot next week. I think that would line him up to face the Astros. <laughs> Obviously, if you do pick him up, probably not a good idea to start McCann in any format. But uh, yeah, uh, interesting debut and something to watch the next couple weeks. A couple of hitters I'm just going to breeze through here. Glaber Torres, three homers in his last four games. So maybe he is finally finding something at the plate this season. And Cesar Hernandez hit his 16th homer and 16th double of the season at Houston, betting third for the second game in a row. For Cleveland, this wasn't the profile we were expecting from Cesar Hernandez, but it's certainly a profile that we'll take from Cesar Hernandez if he can keep it the rest of the season. Potentially a guy to watch heading into the trade deadline as well. Get on to Thursday's streamers here, Al. We've got a couple of guys to take a look at. First, in the Cubs-Cardinals game, both sides of this one could be streamed. Albert Alzali and Quang Young Kim opposing one another. Chris Flexen taking the ball for the Mariners against the A's. Luis Patino, as we talked about earlier, gets a start against Cleveland. And then Tanner Houck going against the Yankees. Five guys here. Which of the five are you prioritizing? Uh I think, uh, and this surprises me a, a bit to say so, but uh, Kim has really been fantastic. In fact, he hasn't given up uh, a run in any of his last three starts. Uh, light on strikeouts, but that's been his mo for most of his most of the season and most of his uh, two years with the Cardinals. So I think you know facing a Cubs offense that's definitely struggled and managing contact pretty nicely against the rest of the major leagues. Uh, I like Kwang Hung Kim for this this start. Probably more than Alzali, who has struggled a bit lately mm -hmm. and giving up a lot of homers. Uh, it is a nice matchup against the Cardinals, so if I had to choose between one or the other, I'd probably side with Kim, but I, I think both are, are safe streamers. And I, I almost didn't include Flexen as a potential streamer here just because He's uh, been picked up in a lot of leagues the last few weeks, and I'm not sure that that's merited, but with a home start, uh, I, I do feel pretty good about Chris Flexen in this one. Luis Patino, we talked about him earlier. Not sure how stretched out he'll be for this one, so probably passing on him, and uh, probably Tanner Houck too, although the Yankees certainly right now not as fearsome a, a matchup as uh, you would have if they were at full strength. 
All right, Al, let's wrap things up with the stock watch. Two players up and two players down. We'll start on the positive side. A.J. Pollock just hitting everything. 16 for 30, his last 36. That includes five homers and five doubles. Nathan Eovaldi in his last five starts, 29 and third innings pitched, 32 Ks against just three walks, two homers allowed in that time, a 13% swinging strike rate in that time, a 3.07 ERA on the season, just uh, looking really, or 3.07 ERA in that time, excuse me, um, really just been throwing the ball very, very well. I personally love what we've seen from Pollock, and I feel like his playing time is going to be more solid than is being realized right now because of the injuries uh, up the middle for the Dodgers. Yeah, no, I completely agree with that, Michael. And I think that uh, this is a case of uh, him really needing to be rostered everywhere. I mean, these are two players that aren't you know necessarily going to be easy to find on waivers. But Evaldi's in another gear, too. So uh, probably not out there in very many leagues. But in 10-teamers, if he is somehow out there, now is the time to go get him. On the downside, we've got Matt Chapman, whose last homer came on June 29th. He is 9 for 55 since with 21 strikeouts, one double. Jake Odorizzi in his last three starts, 15 innings, 7 Ks against 6 walks, a swinging strike rate that's south of 6%, a ground ball rate that's at 46.2%, and a 4.11 ERA. Two guys who I think there's good reason to be concerned about, especially Chapman. Definitely. And it's just been a weird season for him. So just as I was starting to get comfortable with him getting back into form, he's just in another really terrible tailspin. And I think that the trends with Odorizzi are really interesting because he's uh, throwing his splitter about twice as much during this um, three-start trend as he was previously. Uh, I'm not sure what the reason is for that switch, but it's basically a trade-off of um, more ground balls for fewer swings and misses. And from a fantasy perspective, that, that's a trade-off I'm not really happy with and uh, will probably wind up dropping him this weekend in my 12-teamer. Yeah, it's just been a really tough season, I think, there too. And, you know, maybe the Astros uh, reach into some of their depth. It would be nice to see Christian Javier back in the rotation, but probably not in the cards just yet. What is in the cards is another episode of Fantasy Baseball in 15 tomorrow on Friday. That's going to do it for this episode here. Please rate, review, subscribe wherever you can. Al, I, and DVR greatly appreciate it. It's DVR and Al with you tomorrow. Enjoy all the baseball on Thursday. We'll talk to you then.